Hey y'all, I feel like it's been a minute since I talked to y'all, hmm. but guess what, I'm here now. It's 4.31pm, it is Tuesday, January 31st, 2023. I don't want to hear nobody say, oh my god, how the fucking time flies, because yes, that bitch goes. We at the end of the month already when we just celebrated the beginning of the month, just like fucking two seconds ago. <sighs> But anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about a reality TV cap. And today we are going over um, a show that I've newly just kind of started to get into. And it's Love After Lockup. Now, a lot of people have been going in on this show on YouTube. And I've been here for it because it's it's plenty of material to definitely give you some reactions. So let's get into it. Um, this is season four or five. I'm not sure because the episodes, how they got them numbered are really weird. And I don't know. I looked them up on different um, Googles and whatnot. And I don't know. I can't find what I'm looking for. So whatever I see as far as what I see on YouTube, I'm going off of what they're giving me. So this could be season four or five and this could be episode 68. They're going by a very weird way of doing it because they're grouping it, I guess, in a new way. But in some systems, it's still old. That doesn't matter. This episode is entitled Car Chase from Hell. So <laughs> we go straight into Monique and Derek. And yes, I may be a little bit behind, but honestly, I've only watched two full episodes of this show. And I believe there may be... Um, maybe five or six out now, but I feel like I know enough to comment on these episodes. So this is what I'm doing. Uh, Monique and Derek with this fucking car chase. And by the way, I took notes, so I am um, not going off of the top of my dome because who the fuck can remember all of this shit? Not I, but I do love writing and I do have notes. So here we go. <laughs> The fucking car chase with Derek was, it just had me weak. It was hilarious. Um, it came out of nowhere. It's like, what the hell? But then I started to put two and two together. And I was like, oh, out of nowhere, they're talking about grandma's sick, grandma's sick. Just so they can get them over to grandma's house. Oh, just so they can now start following them to do what? Harass them, to confront them, to do what? The fact that they had the police driving by, they wanted to make it seem like one thing, but in actuality, um, good old Marcus, no the fuck, he know who that is in that car. Come on now. He made Monique drive around like a bat out of hell, and from what I heard, she just got her license. She did a, a damn, you know, she did a damn good job at holding her composure on that motherfucking road, because I probably would have been crashed just and shit, especially when she made that turn, and you and the uh, the semi was there, I'm like, damn, this motherfucker, she's a bit heavy in this car, but she can whip it, and she doing all right, she got everybody in her ear talking about, go faster, go slower, do this, do that, motherfuckers is driving crazy, and, and it's behind her, and she's scared, but she seemed like she handled her own. And it was all very silly at the same time. I'll take a sip to that. And yes, I'm sipping on some uh, Topo Chico mineral water. It's my fucking favorite. 
Mm. <sighs> yes, baby, big gulps, big gulps. <laughs> Excuse me. Um. So it was hilarious when Derek said, you got to do it better than that. Like, he always saying some little slick shit to get under her skin. Like, okay, dude, you know you can shut the fuck up right now. Because one, I'm driving. For two, you know who's in the car. And three, like, we're not doing this right now. You better shut the fuck up before you get put out and you can go riding the whip with them. We could just end it right here. Uh, Monique. I don't necessarily want to say you can do better, you can do worse, because I'm not necessarily sure what you can do and what you can collect on as far as a spouse or a partner. But you do not need to be dealing with this type of individual that's not 100% for you. And he's definitely not. And looking at you and knowing what's going on as far as how you portraying yourself on this show, you're not all the way insecure with yourself. So, baby girl, you don't need to have no nan nigga at all. Especially knowing that nigga that just came up out of jail. And he been in the jail for a good long minute too. So, uh, Monique, you need to go ahead and let him slide and do whatever he gonna do just without you and yours. Because you trying to track him down. You you didn't bought cameras to put in this man's house. You didn't track his phone. You didn't did this. You didn't did that. You didn't spend ten thousand dollars on him. And you and for what reasons? For what reasons? You you sound more like a mother than a fiancé or a girlfriend or anything like that. You sound like a mom. And how y'all be looking in that motherfucking vehicle, that's what it looked like. He looked like a baby, and you're the mother, and he's just, ugh, exhausting. It has potential to be okay because the confidence is there with Derek. We all know that. But he's on some dumb shit because he he's he's he got Monique doing backflips and leading her into some blind shit. That's not the way to do it. That's not the way to do it. And Monique, she she probably needs to get a grip and know that this boy is doing some extra stuff. If you got to buy cameras and, and lock on his phone and do this and do that, and you got to eyeball this man's whole life at every time like he on fucking parole with your ass, it's not going to work because you're never going to be satisfied with anything he says or does. And you always going to be in your feelings. You always going to be trying to fucking spy. You're going to drive yourself crazy. And we see that right off the rip. You driving. Um, and it's not even your fault. It's his. He got you driving all crazy because he got motherfuckers in the next car. And he probably didn't told some stuff. And now they looking for him like, well, yo, you can't leave us high and dry. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Definitely belonged in the back seat. Anyway, Gabby and Chris are just very cringe. It's very cringe to watch them to the point where it's just like... I'd rather watch Monique and Derek because they have a lot more interaction. And it's, it's not just complete hate for one another. When I look at Gabby and Chris, I'm just like, what is the angle here? It seems like she literally just hate this nigga 
and you're supposed to be happy that he came home. And it's just like, and he's just really goofy. And it's just, I don't get it. And it's like, yeah, I would rather not see this because this is a weird thing that we're watching here. <laughs> so it's just cringe. And zero respect. Like, nobody respects each other. He don't respect her. She don't respect him. And it's very clear. And it just is like some toxic love. Um, it just like some toxic shit, you know? That you would, you would just be like, well, y'all can just break up and call it a day. But instead of them just breaking up and call it a fucking day, they would rather stay with each other and make each other miserable. That's what that seems like. So, yeah, we're going to move on from that. Eris and Cameron. So, I feel like we got favorites um, on this show. And um, our favorites are Monique and Derek's story and Eris and Cameron's story. So... At least those are my favorites. Now, I'm not saying they're not my favorite, like, people, but as far as what they're doing with this show, they would have a reason to be here, you know. So, Eris and Cameron, um, they can work if if he can learn more self-control, you know. He's a lot, a lot rough around the edges. He is... I don't even want to say he's street because he doesn't necessarily seem super street. He just seems very rough. Like, if he would just clean himself up and decide to grow up a bit, they would, you know, they might be able to work. But at this point in time, I can already tell it's not going to work because he, he come out and the first things he want to do is have a drink, go to the studio He's smoking on something, and, and I'm pretty goddamn sure that that was a blunt. You know, a little skinny, mushed-up blunt. It's cool. It still was smoking, though. Um, He's talking about, yeah, I can drink. I just can't drink in access. No, motherfucker, you just got out of prison, jail, whatever. You don't need to be drinking shit, because if you on parole or whatever you're supposed to be on, you gonna, they're going to drug test you, and you're going to be back in trouble. And you don't need a drink because I'm pretty goddamn sure since you can't smoke, um, you going to overdo it on the drinking. Especially if you in a room full of niggas and a room full of niggas is doing the bad shit. They're going to influence you too because they don't give a fuck about your life. They not living it. So Cameron needs to grow up. And I forgot how old they said he was. I believe it was, um, I believe they said uh, he was 30 years old. I'm not sure, but he needs to grow the fuck up because he literally does act like a child. He does. And he acts more so like a child than Derek. Um, Derek has a mouthpiece on him. He could probably sell, uh, sell water to a fish if he could. But Cameron, he just is like, he ain't got no self-control, and he just want to do bullshit just to be doing bullshit, and he just he just want to kick it. He just want to kick it. <laughs> um, and Eris is definitely on her shit, and I didn't realize she had a daughter, and it's very dangerous to bring this man that needs to grow up his goddamn self 
into the fold of being a father. He ain't ready to be no motherfucking father. He need a father himself at this point. And you shouldn't be trying to bring him around your daughter. Especially at the age that she's at. She's probably side-eyeing your ass. Like, mom, um, what? So, that's a sticky situation because... It should take way more time that she's given her child to accept that she's with a new man. And a new man that just got out of jail and is a, is a bit on the crusty side. Um, yeah, he needs to put in the work. And so far, he shows me he ain't going to put in the work. He ain't ready to. He's still ready to bullshit. So, I was going to say I'm starting to enjoy them together. But it's just because Cameron is more so comedy. He he has a, a very, I want to say a good sense of humor, but he knows how to make people laugh, you know? He can lighten up a room if need be. So, and that's why I would say I like them together, but mm, he's good for TV purposes, but in the real world, he would be a headache because... He's going to obviously bring her down and make her do the majority of the work as far as babysitting him. It's a kind of a same situation as far as far as Derek goes, but Derek is a little more sophisticated as far as he got some money that he got put away. So he's getting the bank account set up and he's taking care of business and whatnot. But at the same time, Derek is on some extra, extra fishy shit. So... Monique still feel like she got to babysit, just like Eris definitely is gonna have to babysit. Um, I'm not sure if it was this episode I seen or the 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 next one, but I see she had to grab a bottle of Patron or whatever that was out of his hand because they literally just talked about yo. She said, "I don't want to see you drinking no nothing. I don't want to see you have no liquor." I don't want to see you with no Patron, no nothing. If I see you with a bottle, I'm taking it away. If I see you with this, I'm taking it away. They get into the motherfucking studio, wherever they was at. And lo and behold, he got a bottle and he about to take a sip and do this and do... It's like, yo, so you're not taking me seriously, which means you're not taking the relationship seriously, which means you're not taking yourself seriously. So you don't give a fuck if you go back to jail. You don't give a fuck that I'm trying to make your life a be- you know, a little bit better because if you're trying to get down to where I'm at in Florida, how the fuck you going to do that if you stuck here because you wanted to smoke or you wanted to drink and then get too drunk and now you didn't got in trouble for shit. You're not thinking things through and you still on that jailbird shit. She going to have to low-key get him away from the friends because if you got bad influences that are consistently around you, you're going to only become a part of the problem with them bad influenced friends. So moving on to Skylar and Nathan. Um, yeah, they need to definitely be a part. Definitely, definitely need to be a part because uh, he spazzes the fuck out. He's one of those people where he reminds me of Eminem a little bit. Like, looks can be deceiving. Like, you think, okay, some whatever old white boy, whatever, whatever. But deep down... In his motherfucking mind, he thinking about cutting the bitch open and 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 stringing her guts out and and rot getting in the whip with the bitch in the trunk and him riding off the cliff, diving off into the into the water because it's a suicide murder and he seems like one of those. 
He's very fucking stressful and he makes me nervous. Um, Skylar is super calm. Like, she's super calm and she's just chill and she's like, yo, you know, I want to eat. I want to do this. So I'm cool. And he just makes me on the edge because it's like at any point in time, he he would just like do some dumb shit, like slap the fuck out of her or something. You know, he seems like he doesn't have a full grasp on his emotions. And he's a very emotional person, but the way he displays his feelings is very drastic. He doesn't know how to just discuss, have a discussion. And the fact is, if I heard, I guess he was an addict and he just got out of jail himself. So it's like, yo, girl, you do not need to have no man that just got out of prison his damn self. How y'all helping each other? Y'all not. Y'all can't. Y'all gonna be stuck in the same fucking stagnant ass place that y'all been and probably in a lesser place because it seems like he can't keep his cool worth of shit. You know? So it just made me nervous for their situation because at any time, I feel like he's on edge. Even when they were cool and, and you know, um, I think it was maybe the episode prior and everything was fine and, you know, nothing happened. But then when he spilled the coffee on himself, his whole mood just darkened and he was like, feeling a real way about him spilling the coffee and now he's like oh i can't do anything right and now it is and it was an angry type of type of thing it wasn't a oh feel bad for me it was like fuck i just spilled coffee and now this and now it's like yo you're mad aggressive for what <sighs> no good no good so Back to Cameron. I love his sisters, and I really, really like them. <laughs> um, okay, so he is the youngest of, I believe, I believe they were saying out of four or five children, he was the youngest boy, I believe. So these were the two eldest sisters, and I like them. And I'm sure they were like, uh, what is this? What's going on? You about to do what? You about to get married? They didn't make a huge big deal out of it because they're like, hey, you know what? Fuck it. At the end of the day, he's grown. And at the end of the day, he's going to also do what he wants to do regardless of what his sisters tell him. You know, he's 30-something he's years old. He's not a kid no more, so you really can't force him uh, to not get married. But you do have to wonder why in the hell are you about to get married at 12 midnight and you just, this was the idea that just came about this morning? What is the rush? And of course, the rush is always because it needs to benefit one of the two. And of course, it's going to benefit Cameron so he can get brought down to Florida. Well, I'm sure once he get down to Florida, he's probably going to be uh, not active. Some tell me if he get down to Florida, it ain't going to be peaches and cream. I think he going to be on some other shit as far as fucking with the ladies. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so. Mm. 
again, back to Derek, and I just put, he's just fishy. Derek is really fishy. He's no bueno because he's consistently putting Monique into a place where she has to constantly defend herself, defend herself, defend herself, whether it be verbally or whether it be physically, and coming from him mentally, emotionally, fuck it, though, and spiritually. So he's kind of playing with her emotions on all cylinders. And it's like, yeah, Derek, you're really, really fishy. I don't like it. Monique, I know she feel and see what's going on, but she's probably like, well, I didn't put in this much money with you. I didn't put in this much time with you. We're going to make something shake. And I don't know. The situation is very, very good for TV. But it's not good for real life because this is obviously a toxic, I'm going to use you for what I need right now, but you know, it is what it is type thing. And I don't like it. So last but not least, I don't, and I don't ever talk about this couple because this couple doesn't have a huge storyline. Um... Nor do I talk about the other couple a lot, the the elderly, no, she's not elderly, excuse me, the older woman with the, the older dude that were that was in jail, and he came out, he's a jewel thief, I guess, and she is a jeweler, and I guess she's going broke or something, and the dude wants to go to jewelry school, and she promised him so much stuff. I don't really ever talk about them that much, because... They're, again, their storylines aren't super huge, and I don't really get much reaction from what they got going on. But what I will say about Justine and Michael um, is that they're a really fly couple. They know that. They're very um, cute together. Them dressing alike, you know, um, it's cute. They want to get something off because they're, um, and I heard someone else say this, they're like a viral type of couple or an Instagram type of couple or a cutesy type of couple, a social media type of couple. Now, to, not to say that it's a fake thing they got going on because I feel like it's real love there. I love watching them interact with each other because it's like, it feels good and it feels exactly like what I'm sure a lot of these women want on this show like Justine is getting. So I just wanted to say that they are a really, really fly couple. They're they're cute together. Um, I don't know much about their storyline and if it's going to pick up. Apparently, their storyline is based on him not being able to go anywhere, but that's damn near all of them. Him not really being able to get a good connection with his other kids and... Um, <clears throat> Him um, getting along with her kids, finding a way through him becoming a stepdaddy and things like that nature. I don't know. Their storyline really isn't too out there, too outlandish, which is why I don't talk about it much. But I will say they're a beautiful couple. You know, he's a handsome ass dude. She's a beautiful girl, you know, they're lovely, and the love that they have between each other is cool, so I respect that, and I did want to give them, you know, their hugs and kisses, because why would I sit here and discuss all the bullshit with the toxic couples and not discuss the actual 
beauty part, um, actual what I feel like and hopefully is legit love for each other, each other and a legit couple with Justine and um, and Michael. So with that being said, y'all, that was reality TV recap. Love after lockup again. I don't know how the fuck they're doing the seasons and the episodes. I'm confused on if this is season four or five, episode 68. It could be and it could not be. I don't fucking know. Um, but yeah, car chase from hell. I see y'all later, y'all. <laughs> Bye.